members of the OG army. Get those wallets unfolded. Coming up next on the other ground live stage, prepare for an eargasm by Passive J and Big Dalton. Good afternoon and welcome to yet another edition of Other Ground Live. I'm Passive J. That's Ryan over there. Say hello, Big Dalton. It is Monday, June 1st, and we have a new intro. Isn't that some shit? Why, yes, we do. And I like it. Uh, it I, I like the fact that you kept the uh, flavor of the old one and updated it with new technology and music. Goddamn right. I couldn't let go of the, the bad strip club dj uh, i have to apologize in advance uh the, the asshole that cuts our lawn showed up at six at five fifty five to start cutting uh when you're supposed you know normally supposed to be here at like regular fucking business hours so we got that going for us <laughs> um which of course makes the dogs bark whenever he gets near as well and it turns out you can actually catch it uh, uh him mowing the lawn on my mic as you drive by oh for fuck's sakes we're, we're a real professional podcast i'd like to say that up front um <laughs> Uh, speaking of professional podcasts, I have received my received received uh, my upgraded microphone. Uh, how does it sound? You sound much more like an actual human as opposed to someone speaking through a speaking spell. Oh my! <laughs> See, it never sounded that bad when I listened back to it. Uh, but apparently, when you listening live is completely different than the way it records. Uh, as far as gain goes, does it sound loud enough? Too loud? Anything? Uh, what do you think? Uh, you might be able to back off on it just slightly, and we'll probably catch a little bit less in the background. Um, oh. I think that the only difficult thing that you have is doing this thing live. You're not able to do really much as far as like a, a noise gate or anything like that. But uh, yeah, right. otherwise you sound more like what you probably sound like. Right, right. Okay, I backed it down a little bit. Does that still okay on the uh, volume level? Yeah, I've still got you fine. I, I think the the true test will be people in the chat. Like, how does right. Jay sound? Right. Am I too loud? Too soft? Just right. Okay. Oh, oh go okay. So you're fine. Okay. Okay, it's good enough. Oh, by the way, uh, glad not, to he see. He would ripped you a new asshole. That is true. That's what Homelander does. Uh, also, want to thank the OG Army for showing up. Uh, the show is for you guys, so I appreciate you actually being here for it. Uh, what do you What do you want to talk about, Ryan? I don't really have a lot of way of topics. I had a busy day today. Uh, good day, bad day, but mostly a good day. Uh, you got anything you want to talk about before I get my various complaints out of the way? <laughs> no, I, I think really the only thing, and I, and I think everybody in the world is fucking talking about it, so we, we won't spend a ton of time, is all the riots and shit still going on. Oh, yeah, and spreading. Uh, and just as I feared, the uh, Detroit uh, riots, uh, protests, rather, turned not into... It's not as bad as other places. As far as I know, they're not burning or looting anything, but the protests are getting real kind of ugly, and the police are starting to respond ugly. And I ha I've barely even read the details on it, but uh, you know, it's not a good thing going on in any way, shape, or form. And from what I understand, you know, our area is not too uh, bad. Uh, I think in Grand Rapids, there's been a couple buildings burned and shit like that. Uh, but on the grand scheme of things, uh, we're pretty mild compared to a lot of places. Well, and I don't think it helps things that today came out the uh, the independent autopsy paid for by George Floyd's family mm -hmm. came out that, you know, he died via asphyxiation. So it doesn't exactly jive with the uh, with the coroner's autopsy. Well, I don't know. Didn't the coroner's uh, autopsy say it was a combination of asphyxiation, intoxication and like uh, underlying medical medical conditions? No, that one hung its hat on underlying medical conditions, intoxicants, and the role of the police. They said there was no signs of traumatic asphyxiation. I can't say the fucking word. I'm turning into you. God damn. <laughs> um, shit, yeah, that's... Uh, um... That's some bullshit if that's true. Uh, I, of course, would want to have the independent uh, autopsy done by the families uh, double-checked. Because uh, well, it's not know, that. I don't, he, like, I, yeah, I, I don't know, know if... Uh, the, we always know that the truth is really somewhere in the middle. It'll all come right. out you know, during the, the actual trial for this. But this is like the worst time for that news to come out. Right, right. Especially when the other three cops still haven't been arrested for anything. And we just went through what we went through the last, you know, few days. It's a little fucking ridiculous. So right, right, yeah, I exactly. I don't think, unfortunately, that we've seen the worst. 
Yeah, and that's, you know, um, as you mentioned, you know, this isn't really a political talk show or or, or one that uh, focuses on even the serious things for the most part. Uh, but you can't ignore the fact that uh, it's getting really shitty out there. Uh, and I, as you said, I think it's going to get worse before it gets better. Um, I, whenever I start to panic too much, I have to remind myself that this is not a new thing. It's not a new thing for America or a new thing for the world in general. Uh, like 1968, you know, the, the protests around that area, I'm sure were just as bad and in some cases worse before, before, uh, they resolved. Uh, and you know, well, we we're seem still to here. have this like every, every so often, like there were pretty much riots in 65 and 67. There was something in the eighties, obviously nineties, you had like Rodney King, you had Ferguson roughly four years ago. Like it was interesting. So it popped up just on my YouTube timeline. Uh, the uh, last week tonight. So John Oliver, the story yeah. that he did roughly exactly four years ago. And you could play that thing. And like half of it would apply to what we're going through like this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and like Homelander was saying that all of his friends are like extremely on one side or extremely on the other. And it's the same for me. Like there doesn't seem to be anybody taking a reasonable uh, attitude about it. You know, it's all one way or the, or the other when obviously it's somewhere in the middle. Um, and now don't get me wrong. I'm not defending anything that guy did or anything like that. I'm just saying when I say I'm in the middle, uh, I think what he did was wrong and he deserves to go to jail for it. And I, think that people shouldn't be burning down fucking buildings and stealing shit that's why so i i think that's why i think of myself in the middle and it really doesn't seem to be a lot of people in that spot right now well i, I mean i think we all can agree on like that was an excessive use of force mm -hmm. like that guy was killed but we can definitely be against things like looting and rioting and shit like that and then on the third hand as if we've been, you know, radiated. Like we can also be <laughs> against like the cops that are fucking shooting people with canisters on their porches and shit like that in response, right? Like mm -hmm. there's enough fuck up to go around. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't have to be like, you know, uh, yes, that was bad. So yes, we go ahead and burn everything down. Uh, but it's also, you can't say, uh, yes, riots are bad. So it's okay to go around fucking sh randomly shooting at people. And, you know, I've stopped clicking on the articles because some of them just sound so bad that they're unbelievable. You know, <laughs> you know, like articles that say, uh, uh, a guy, uh, a cop walked up to a, like a seven year old, pulled down her mask and maced her. I'm like, dude, that can't be right. That can't be. I'm not going to click on it because I don't. I don't want my day to be a downer. Uh, if if there's even a grain of truth to it, but goddamn, it's it's well, so there hard is to a find. Video of of a cop that did walk up to someone. It wasn't a seven year old. It was it was a black guy. Don't know the age, but walked up, literally pulled down his mask and sprayed him in the face. <laughs> See, and yeah, I like realized that was a thing. Right, and I realize context is everything, but goddamn, really? That's that's the resolution you came to? Uh, uh, I don't know. Unless the guy was fucking throwing bricks at him like three seconds before they started recording or something, in which case that was a very, very restrained response. Uh, other, uh, Unless it's something like that, I can't come up with a reason why that'd be okay. Uh, there's there's fuck-ups on both sides of this, and in every one of these situations, there mm -hmm. are fuck-ups on both sides. So don't blame one side or the other. Um, I hate to give free promotion to a borderline midget, but I see Mike actually had a good uh, conversation earlier today with uh, Scarface from Street Beefs. Mm -hmm. um, really just kind of talking around like use of force and things like that by by the police. It's a right. really good listen. Obviously, he has you know a law enforcement background. He kind of talks to like some of the things that they are allowed to do. Whether it's right or wrong, it's just setting out, like, these are the things we can do. Also making it painfully obvious that, like, some of these people are gigantic fuck-ups. Like, it's a good listen that doesn't necessarily take a side. No, that's good. Yeah, I'd be uh, interested in seeing that. Yeah, I saw the, it popped up on my uh, timeline in my various uh, social medias earlier today. So I'll probably check that out later today or tomorrow in my copious spare time. Which apparently is actually coming to an end. Hooray! Uh, the governor of Michigan has decided that they're going to open up the rest of the state, basically. Um, 
Uh, and there's going to be all types of regulations and things like that. But the long of the short of it is I'm going to work on Friday at 9 a.m. for a special meeting. Make sure you wear your mask. Uh, that's, that's what it said in the message I got. Uh, and then uh, that was all the information I got. But my wife, uh, uh, her boss is a little more uh, forthcoming with the information. Apparently, we're going to open next Wednesday, uh, the 10th, for like normal service. So uh, everyone will be back to work. Which makes me oh, very, shit. very We're happy. Getting employment J. Employment J, yeah. Well, which will be a huge change from unemployment J. Uh, probably I'll be mostly crankier because <laughs> I'll be getting home after uh, after being abused all day. <laughs> but uh, I'll, I'm still glad to be getting back to work. If nothing else, uh, on my unemployment website, it said I had two more weeks of unemployment left. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure if that's actually true. Uh, the thing being, on, for a standard unemployment, you get six months. Uh, after If you haven't found a job in six months, you stop getting unemployment. Um, I, I Obviously, that's not normally a problem with me. I'm off work a little more than two months, about, uh, about two and a half. Uh, obviously, not this time. This time, I will have been off uh, six months in about two weeks. Uh, now, I do know there have been announcements that uh, unemployment is going to be extended for certain things, and and I was not too concerned because I thought there was pro- perhaps avenues that uh, I could go through. But but on the other hand, it said right on the website, two weeks, and they'd already adjusted all that shit for the COVID stuff, like remove questions that weren't pertinent and all that good stuff. So I was like, well, maybe that's all we have left. Uh, so to be going back to work is really, really good on multiple levels. Well, yeah, and now just people have less things to bitch about with you. So, I mean, yeah, that, no. that's a win, right? Yeah, but, like, that's one out of eight things. So, really, I don't think the level of bitching is going to be reduced all that much. Um, speaking of bitching, it's all not all good in my life. I went to the dentist today. Uh, yeah, how'd that go? Well, let's just say that my dental insurance is not nearly as quality as my medical insurance. <laughs> uh, it, you know, they did the – apparently, Dr. – my doctor has done really well since I've seen him. He, instead of having an office in a, in a converted house that I suspected he lived in the second floor of, uh, he now has this gigantic uh, business, really well done. It's got I, apparently he's a manly man. It's got like deer heads and trophies all over the thing, and it's and like it's all done in like timber, and it, lo- it looks like a fucking cabin, but it's gigantic, you know. And you look up, and it's like wooden beam, a ceiling, and you look over the side, and there's like a deer head and shit. Uh, it's very nice. It's very up, upscale uh, if you can think of like something, you know, cabiny like that, but upscale at the same time. Uh, and Dr. Uh, Dr. Alonowski, that's his name, looks fucking great. He must have only been like in his late 20s uh, when I when he was my dentist when I, when I was like 12 or so, because he's, he looks like he's in his 60s, like mid 60s. So uh, and he remembered me, uh, apparently. Uh, I thought not at first. I thought he was making it up, but he remembered my brother as well and my brother's name and that they didn't have any of my records. Uh, so all he, you know, he could have faked it that if, if it was just me, um, which surprised me. Well, how, you know, many, how many nine about. foot teenagers does he meet? Wow. Well, like, I was, I was, I was tall for my age at 12, but nothing exceptional. Um, I got, I actually had a growth spurt after I got out of high school, uh, which is not that unusual, especially since I got out of high school when I was like 16, cause I got kicked out of my house. It was my senior year, but I was about to turn 17, which I would have graduated, uh, which is not that unusual. Um, well, yeah, but I mean, like the skull doesn't change too much. So you had like a three foot face. So I'm sure you remembered that. Right. Probably like, I'm sure during I'm sure like at the age of eight, you had the face of like mask. <laughs> well, it's, it's funny, though, because uh, while I was tall in high school, but not exceptionally tall, I, I swear I, I've got no way to confirm it. But I think I grew like three inches after high school. I, everyone I meet now uh, or like after I, the after my mid-20s which is where i stopped growing or some crazy shit like that i was always stunned it's like holy shit i don't remember you being this tall i'm like well that's because i wasn't dude i was just middling tall in high school no it's just because no one ever actually paid attention to you uh, there's that so too. now that you're so now that you're like above average height they were just like oh i don't remember you being so tall i actually don't remember you were a human <laughs> There's more truth to that than I than you than I uh, care to admit. I think some reason uh, one of the reasons that uh, I'm such an attention whore on the internet is because uh, I didn't get a lot of attention growing up, either, both at the home and at school. I was pretty much one of those invisible kids. Uh, it, I ranged between invisible and a target. So actually, invisible was good in a lot of ways. Uh, but that being the case, I've often because I I don't know why why I, I am the way I am, but I and I wonder about it sometimes. 
Like uh, people ask me, why are you such an attention whore? I'm like, I don't know. I just like attention. I like interacting with people. I like trying to make people laugh. If people laugh, it makes me feel good about myself. Um, so, and who knows? Well, Jay, maybe that's part speaking, of it. Speaking of giant attention whores. Yes. Did you know that we got our first like uh, promotional message sent to us? Oh, what do you mean? Well, we're going to have to take a short break here, and I'm going to have to you know, go ahead and play something that was sent to us. And, uh, hey, folks, we'll be right back. This is Jason Statham, and you're listening to The Other Ground Live with Passive J and Dalton. Don't even think about switching the channel, or you might need protection. Protection from who, Jason? The Germans? <laughs> well, wasn't that something? Oh my! See, I knew, I knew he was on the OG. You know, people have talked about that for years. I suspected. I wonder who, what his screen name is. Ah, uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's pretty awesome. Uh, yeah, it wasn't. People are asking where the Dalton came from. I get that a lot. You know, it's I, it's uh, hard to explain sometimes. Uh, Homelander came up with that with the entire Dalton from. Uh, roadhouse thing didn't he yeah i think so it was one of the one of the many the stories i had okay. about <laughs> being a bouncer and i apparently it just popped up. i didn't right even right yeah, the exactly. first few days and then someone says something like, all right yeah i guess that makes sense <laughs> yeah 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 no it works for you that's a uh, that's a good nickname oh let's see what else oh yeah so i was at the uh, uh so i went to the dentist and it turns out my dental insurance is not quite the awesomeness that my medical insurance is um, because it's going to cost me about $900 to get my tooth fixed, uh, which I thought was ridiculously expensive. But when I asked around, apparently not because uh, they got to do like a crown and something else too to support the crown because uh, uh, otherwise I'm probably going to lose the tooth, which is the other option. Uh, and uh, well, it, heavy as the head that wears the crown. Right, right. Now, well, don't get me wrong. The, the uh, My insurance is paying for half of that. Uh, and uh, uh, slide dogs asking if it yeah, rips root canal. No, it, the tooth I had a root canal uh, on it uh, like 35 years ago. That's what the problem is. There's not much tooth left. It's mostly root canal and like whatever they put in the top thing. You know, it's you, you call it a filling, but it's most of the tooth at this point. Um, so, and it's actually like $1,800 or something like that. And the uh, insurance is covering about half of it. Uh, cause they consider it a major thing. The, uh, x-rays and all that good stuff, uh, the insurance covered completely. So out the door, out the door for everything they've done so far and what they're going to do to fix it, it's going to cost me about $900, uh, which is more than I can really drop out of my bank account at once. So I did their care, care credit thing, which is a zero interest credit card. As long as you pay it off within a year. Yeah. If you can't pay 900 bucks in a year, you're a piece of shit. Right, exactly. Yeah, um, that should that should be pretty uh, um, stress free to pay that off. <laughs> so, I mean, but, honestly, a year from now, we should be making at least nine hundred dollars a week on this goddamn podcast. Yeah, now well, that you yeah, have a microphone that you know someone you know over the age of twelve would use. And you know, it's funny because uh, um, I was thinking about it. Uh, I, know, I forgot to look it up on Google, so I'm going to do that now. Uh, I was wondering when that road, road Podcaster was actually first produced. Road Podcaster. We can road. very clearly hear you typing. Oh, I'm sorry. Try, try not to type so, I'll try not to type so hard. No, it's just <laughs> um, you have a better microphone to pick shit up now. So, yeah, we can hear every goddamn keystroke. Oh, I'm sorry about that. Let's see. Uh, Jesus Christ, it's probably going to be fucking hard to fi find that out, you know, uh, because it's but regardless, it's like any yeah. USB microphone would not be acceptable for what you're you're trying to do moving forward. Right, right. Uh, let's see. Do, 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 do. Uh, as far as I can tell, 2010. Um, no, I'm sorry. It couldn't have been 2010 because I bought it before that. Uh, do, 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 do. About, look at oh, about 2005 it looks like uh which means yeah, let's just the, go with that. yeah which yeah which means the technology was 15 years old when i first started using that road pod road podcaster people told me i sounded goddamn awesome and i did compared to the people that were using webcam microphones and headset microphones which was mostly 90 percent of the people out there doing podcasts because it was so new 
obviously it's not like that now. So I've fallen behind in the technology curve by quite a bit. Uh, so uh, I, I do appreciate the upgrade a lot uh, there, Big Dalton. Uh, and it gives, and it, the nice thing is it gives me a base to move up to if I ever want, if I ever have the money to move up to a better microphone. Because as far as I know, there's nothing, you know, no reason for me to uh, upgrade the uh, input that you gave me because I'm not doing like mu uh, multiple stu uh, studio type stuff that you would need something better for. No, for the most part for your setup, like, yeah, if you were going to do something else, probably the first thing you'd want to do, well, it depends on what you want to use it for. If you're talking like live stuff like this, you may end up wanting to get like a mixer to kind of add to the chain so you can have things like, you know, uh, noise reduction and like mm -hmm. a compressor and things things in line so your live audio would have some of that. Ooh, um, okay. I'm interested now. I just found out what compression was like last week, so... <laughs> Jesus Christ, Jay. And you and you claim to be a professional voiceover artist. Come on. Well, and I, well there's levels of this thing. People paid me to say words, so technically I was a professional voice, voiceover artist. But I was very much an in-studio thing, and that's why I uh, was interested in taking classes and stuff like that, but didn't really have the chance because I realized I didn't know anything about the actual industry. All I know how to do is talk. I don't know about anything else. So... Um, it's good to be, uh, that we uh, ended up, uh, complimenting each other as far as podcasts go. Cause you obviously have quite a bit of knowledge on that. Uh, so I'm glad to be able to tap into it. But yeah, like if you added an actual mixer, you could put in a noise gate to where we wouldn't hear you typing. Like you guys generally don't hear me type in the times that you have it just because I adjusted down the noise gate when I was recording something like within a program, then you could right, have right. like compression in there. You could have a de-esser in there. You'd have an EQ in there. Like things oh. that you would actually want to do for, for live audio. But then I think right. the only other really upgrade for you would be a microphone at some point, and it would probably be to the Sennheiser 416. Right. So there's no point in, you know, in spending like something that costs a couple hundred dollars more than this. The next step up would be something, <laughs> it would be that bad, bad boy, huh? Well, yeah, like there's no, like the microphone you have right now is not going to sound any discernible way worse than like stepping up to a sure sm7b or anything like that like your next step up is going to be 900 to a thousand dollars okay and you'll have to send me links uh for like the mixer type thing you're talking about so that i can uh, project my path with that as well yeah just uh google uh, dbx like i think it's a 206 or something like that uh predictive text will probably find it for you but it's pretty Wait, uh, pretty basic. And Homelander, he is not going to wear off on me. Just because I couldn't say asphyxiation does not mean I'm a marble mouth son of a bitch. A DBX 286 mic preamp. Yeah, that sounds right. Or there's a, or this one, or there's a, there's a no, DBX 286. 26. Okay, because there's a 266 that just says compressor uh, sound gate. Yeah, it's or a 286. Okay, okay, I'll I'll look into that. Um. Not anytime soon, <laughs> I would assume they're probably not cheap. Oh, yeah, they're, they're not. They're not horrible. Bucks. Yeah, they're not bad. Two two nineteen. Jesus Christ! I'm going to nickel, nickel and dime myself to death on this thing. <laughs> but you you gave me the bit the biggest step, so I think I could probably afford something like that for my next one pretty easy. Now that I think well, about yeah, it. Yeah, shit. You got like a two hundred dollar. Well, a, between two and three hundred dollar microphone, a hundred dollar interface, like for free. Yeah, I think I could probably kick in for the uh, microphone free. Okay, yeah, you're right. You're right. That's that's a good idea. I'll Goddamn, pal. All right. Let me look at it. Do they have it on Amazon? I love Amazon. <laughs> of course they have it on Amazon. Stop doing your shopping during a live show. Oh, oh I'm sorry. <laughs> it's not like they're going to get it here. Before... Up, motherfucker. That's right. It's not like they're going to get it here before the end of the show. Uh, not not like Amazon used to be before the app, uh, before the pandemic, where they would send you shit you didn't even want because they figured you might want it. You know, they were actually doing that at one point in test markets. That doesn't they surprise were... me. I know they were actually to speed up the supply chain. Yeah, they were actually sending people, you know, stuff that they hadn't ordered that they're, uh, you know, that their programming thought would they would want, and the you other know, said, "Hey, if you don't want it, here's a, you know, here's a box with it. Send it back for free. <laughs> you know, just leave it on the porch. We'll get it next. We'll get it tomorrow." Uh, and apparently, it was fairly successful because they talked about moving it into other uh, areas. But I never so how heard many boxes of that. cock did they send you? Uh, four, <laughs> I, that, but I put it on the su subscribe thing, so I don't have to worry about it. Really, do you do that any on Amazon? Do you have any subscription items stuff that you have them send you every month, regardless? Yes. Oh yeah, that, isn't that useful, man? 
Well, yeah, because there are things that like are very time boxed. So like my BCAAs that I take, like when I work out and shit like that, those last basically right exactly at a month. Uh, vitamin D3, I think that might be every two months. I forget how many pills are in there, but I've just basically gotten it to where it'll run out like essentially right the day that they send it to me. Same with a couple other supplements here and there. Like right, all that right. shit's super handy. Right. A Homelander said uh, he wouldn't worry. I w we, sh we shouldn't worry about the additional equipment. Uh, I'm going to ignore that. <laughs> Astroglide daily? Hell no. I go to Costco and get the five-gallon buckets of KY. <laughs> yeah, fucking uh, professional, sir. Dalton is nothing if not cost-efficient. Goddamn right. I go in there and I buy that and the largest cucumbers they got. <laughs> it's a party now Woo! hey speaking of which i haven't heard you open a white claw are you like swearing it off on weekdays or something no i think the noise gate just doesn't pick it up right now uh you know i, I realize the rest of the uh everyone in the og army is probably bored with us talking about microphones and technology uh but i'll, I'll say even the uh output uh you know feed for the that i use for my headphones sounds better too uh, I'm surprised, like, because it's just you know, it's the, it's the exact same headphones, just a little ear earplug thing, earbud rather that I have in one ear. Uh, but I can but hear. The difference is, is like, yeah. so what you were seeing, what you were hearing before, was just essentially almost like a sound card within the microphone. It's exactly. This it was, is yeah. like a true audio interface. It's going to give you much more the the real output of of what that microphone is going to sound like. So oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I Everything sound that's like a thousand percent better. I sound goddamn awesome. <laughs> no wonder I no wonder I get the ladies of my voice. Holy shit. <laughs> You're the just only point. motherfucker that actually likes their own voice. I know actually no, that's actually not true. I'm liking it at the moment because I can I can uh, hear myself just through this particular feed. When I listen to myself uh like on recordings, I can't fucking stand it. Uh to me I always sound very high pitched and nasally. Uh that's why I don't listen to our shows or most of my work once I send it off to somebody because I hate listening to myself. Uh that's why I tell people I was like, dude. You, your voice is fine. They're like, oh, I hate the way my voice sounds. Like everybody hates the way their voice sounds. Nobody likes the way their voice sounds at all. Not a single goddamn person. Sure, there's some people out there. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe psycho. Like the movie trailer guy. He has to be sitting there like, hell yeah. Yeah. In a world gone mad, only I can sound like this and make money doing movie trailers. So, yeah, he probably yeah, does he, like his own voice. Yeah, and whereas you just, you're never going to be the movie trailer guy. <gasps> In a world gone mad, a movie no, trailer announcer. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, I, I don't, no, I don't think I got the uh, gravitas, gravitas for it, really. Yeah, and you should, should probably just not do that, that impression anymore. It's, it's a loser, sorry. Oh, <laughs> he's a loser. Tell him what he didn't win, Don. That's right. You didn't win a year's supply of rice the San Francisco treat. You didn't win a shitty home edition board game. You didn't win. Sorry. So Jay, Jay, yeah. How yeah. about those Yankees, huh? Uh, so now, okay. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's actually one of my go-tos. I use the Red Wings whenever I want to change the subject. Uh, so, you know, like, like at work when people are being political or talking about bullshit that I don't want to hear, I'll be like, oh, so how about them Red Wings? So that's a good call. Uh, all right, so we've talked about the the microphones. Holy shit! That's the, the that second was. case of white claw that you owe me now. No, god damn it! My sound is off. I don't know what the fuck that was. That's weird. I, my phone is possessed. <laughs> but okay, we've probably talked about the microphones way too long, and no one wants to hear about my dental problems. Uh, why don't we go ahead and go to the actual news? Because, like I said, I have zero topics today. Uh, do, 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 do. And let's see if we can find anything that's not related to uh, politics or rioting or protests. I don't think it's going to happen. Good fucking luck. Yeah. Um, do, do, do. Um, I, one thing I can know, I can tell you is that, uh, for some reason or another, uh, Polaris, like, uh, their three wheeled motorcycles are popping up on my Facebook feed as ads. And I don't know why. Because you have a fucking tricycle, right? Maybe, maybe that's it. Uh, do you know what a, you know what a Polaris uh, slingshot is? Yeah, it's like a motorized tricycle. 
It's mostly like got motors. No, no, the uh, the uh, it has two wheels in the front and one wheel in the back. Yeah, it's still basically a motorized tricycle. Right, right, right. And for some reason or another, I must have Googled something or looked at something, and for, but it's entered my uh, social media ad realm. What the heck is going on? <laughs> See? Oh, you know, I must have said Google. It, it activated my phone. Um, but yeah, it's, it's entered my social media ad realm, and I don't know why. Uh, I certainly don't want to buy one. They look, well, kind of novel, but I have the same attitude about them as I do about motorcycles, which is, fuck no, you're gonna, not going to get me one of those. It looks like a good way to die. No, your problem is the fact you live in fucking Detroit. You could use that thing, what, like six weeks a year? Yeah, 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 exactly. There's no other reason to not have a motorcycle in my area. And it's late, real, realistically speaking, six to eight, depending on how the weather goes from year to year. There's there's years where you can use it for like eight months out of the year, but there's also years where you don't really want to use it for about half the year. So, um, so I've, I've actually ridden on one of those before. Like they're, they're kind of fun, but they're not like as fun as a motorcycle because like surprisingly it, it's not as like fast as you would think. Right, right. They have like yeah. a little four-cylinder engine in the thing. It just—I don't know if you strap something bigger into that. God damn, it would be fun. But the way it is, it's just right. I, like I, it's a novelty, I, I guess. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, I wonder what uh, how much they weigh. Let me see. Well, actually, let's look up the specs. And Juicer, it's the uh, Polaris slingshot. Uh, 200 horsepower that depends what it weighs a waste yeah, dude it's actually fairly quick i would think it does a uh, zero to 60 in five seconds um yeah but that's not like anything super impressive these days no 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 well it depends on how you look at it like it's faster than my car my car does zero to 60 and i want to say like six and a half seconds um but yeah, then, again, you're an old man <laughs> but then again that's mostly because they have about the same horsepower and my uh, car weighs about a thousand pounds more um but uh, so it would be i see what you're saying it's not gonna be fast compared to like a real motorcycle in any way shape or form uh those routinely you know get uh, way faster than that even on they're not even super sporty models um but i do like the fact that it has a uh, like a sit-down seat with a uh uh, actual manual transmission and a steering wheel i thought that part's cool uh so it'd be very little uh very low learning curve so you because you drive it like a car uh but yeah I, but they're also super duper fucking expensive they start at like uh thirty thousand dollars uh for the nice ones and you can get up to forty thousand for all the accessories and bullshit that you want to put on it and that's a lot yeah, of money it, for a fucking toy in homelander yeah it's it's kind of a can-am ripoff it's more of like a a true kind of like sit down, almost kind of like hybrid into a car as opposed to the Can-Am, which is almost more like a four wheel that they just converted into like that kind of reverse trike. Right. Right. And I could, as far as motorcycles go, I could see if you lived in like a rural area uh, where it might be, you know, a practical, but I don't live in a rural area. I don't live in like downtown, but I live where there's enough fucking traffic that you gotta, you're, you have to be insane to drive a motorcycle around here. As I've probably mentioned before, my uh, stepdad was killed in a motorcycle accident about two years ago, uh, right around this time, actually about a couple months from now. And, uh, you know, he's, he was minding his own business and someone made a left-hand turn in front of him, uh, you know, um, and that was that. And, you know, uh, that's what worries me because you're on a motorcycle. You can be in a position where your skill level doesn't matter in the least bit, uh, because you're in a unprotected environment and traveling at high speed, it can be over in a fucking second and you have no uh, choice in the matter. Yeah. I mean, your entire time riding a motorcycle, like you have to be watching everyone else more than you're watching what you're doing. Right. And, you know, and like I said, it, it, that can still not matter in the least bit. The the guy just didn't see him. You know, uh, he was uh, the sun was in his eyes or some shit like that. And this is like an 85 year old man. Um, and, you know, the guy, it's like you, you've been at I, I don't know if you ever ridden or not, but driving a car, obviously, you've been in a position all the time when you're driving down the road and you see somebody stopped getting ready to make a left. And if they may, if they just don't see you and turn in front of you in the last second, even if you were looking at them the entire time, there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah, I've, I've definitely ridden like most of the time though, is I'm, I'm getting out of there on roads that aren't necessarily super busy. Like you're not going to be 
like you don't buy a motorcycle and get into riding to be stuck in traffic. Like that's not what you're doing. Right. Right. And I realized what had happened to my uh, uh, stepdad can even happen in a rural situation. Anytime there's more than one person on the road, it, it's a possibility. Um, but I do believe that uh, where you live uh, multiplies that factor. Obviously, you know, on a rural road, it's all your chances of dying are maybe only a couple times a day. You know, <laughs> while around here, your chances of dying are like a couple times every fucking minutes. <laughs> but well, you're like, you're overstating you know, it because of like how how closely you were touched by a motorcycle accident. Like they're not that common. Yes. On the long, like on the long run, you're probably going to put down your bike at some point, mm-hmm. but generally it's not going to be something terrible. Uh, you know, you're right. My, my perception might be, uh, altered by the fact that both of my dads were in horrible motorcycle accidents from someone pulling out in front of them, making a left-hand turn. Cause it happened to my dad too, back in the seventies on his Harley, someone made a left-hand turn in front of him on a, in a van, uh, probably a sweet van with like a wizard murals painted on the side of it. Uh, but he ended up, uh, uh on top of the van with his, and his uh, bike was underneath the van. And supposedly he spent like a substantial amount of time in a full body cast recovering from that. Well, and I hate to say it, but like some of that was probably also on them. Like well, generally I'm... it is, there is kind of some contributory negligence there of like, the motorcyclist wasn't necessarily paying attention like they should. And then the car was being a dumbass because people are dumbasses in cars. Right. My dad's situation, that's entirely possible because from what I understand, it was a case of someone pulling out of a parking lot, tra- traveling through his lanes to, um, you know, get, cause, uh, it was on, it was on one of those five lane roads I spoke about before, you know, two lanes, one way, left-hand turn lane, two lanes going the other way. And from what I understand, he was traveling like uh, north, call it, and someone pulled, uh, made a left-hand turn in front of him to go south. Uh, in that case, he might have been able to see it coming because of the uh, of the angle, and like there's a guy sit, sitting there waiting to pull out into traffic. With my stepdad, the guy was on the road, on a two-lane road, you know, faced the opposite direction of, of my stepdad. And as my stepdad got closer and closer to him at the last second, he turned left in, uh, into him. So in that case, I don't think there's anything you can do. Uh, in my dad's situation with on the Harley of the van thing, uh, it depends. I don't know the exact situation, but you're certainly right. It could have been partly uh, his fault as well. Yeah, it generally is. But, I mean, shit happens. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, uh, remind me next time I get a chance, uh, I'll show you uh, a picture of my uh, dad's Harley. He had a sweet ass uh, fucking Harley. It was all uh, all raked out. I don't know what they call it when the when the front ends, the, the front two forks have been elongated uh, by quite a bit. So it's, you know, it's like laid out looking. Um, and he had like a marijuana leaf painted on the, uh, gas tank, which back then was, you know, quite a, quite a bit more of a rebel than it is today, obviously. Uh, it wasn't a Tweety Bird? No, it wasn't a Tweety Bird. All the badasses got. I don't know. I can't say that my dad was a badass, but uh, he was 6'9", that weighed about 310 pounds at one point, and was a uh, uh, Marine boxing champion and served in Vietnam being a paratrooper in Cambodia. Uh, I don't know what he did, but I looked shit up before, and you don't get paratroop to, uh, dropped uh, into Cambodia by via para, uh, parachute uh, to do cool things. <laughs> you know, it's probably something not cool. Well, it's better than getting dropped in Cambodia without a parachute. Yeah, that's true. Sorry, I have no clue why I had so much trouble saying that. But yeah, I looked it up. Apparently, that was like Black Ops kind of like, you know, CIA and other like nasty shit going on. Um, And But he was a Marine, so I don't know how involved in that it was. The only reason I know that is because he was telling jokes about, he was up on a ladder one time telling uh, jokes about he he can't believe uh, that he's uh, afraid of heights since he used to jump out of airplanes. Um, Homelander makes a good point here, though. Like, what happened mm-hmm. to you, Jay? Like, there there had to have been some good DNA there. Yeah, well, you know, I got most of the height because he's actually even taller than me, uh, and he, we have similar voices, I believe. Uh, he always, although um, that's he didn't look at that part of it. He always wanted to do a, a father son stand up routine. For some reason, he always thought I was very funny, and he always thought he was very funny. <laughs> so, so he, he really wanted to do that, but I didn't have the self confidence to do that sort of thing when, when I was younger. And looking back on it, I'm not that funny, so it probably wouldn't have been a good idea. Hey, sounds like he probably wasn't either. You probably were kind of both overshooting your right your idea <laughs> of your 
of your yeah. humor. No, but he was quite a bit more of a manly man than I was. Uh, he was very uh, good, handy. Uh, he ended up be after being in the military. Paul yeah. is more of a manly man than you. Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> uh, after he was in Vietnam, uh, he did several jobs, but he ended up working at the Ford Motor Company as an electrical engineer. I believe is the actually the head of the head electrical engineer at the experimental engine plant. The way he described his uh, job was he sat in a room and read a lot of uh, fictional books while he waited for brand new machines to break. So. <laughs> So he, he said he didn't actually do a lot of work in his job the last five or 10 years, the 15 years or however long he was there. Uh, but it still was a job. The thing was, uh, he said the downside of his job is that he every two to four years, he had to go back and learn everything about these new machines because these were uh, mis prototype machines that made prototype engines. So they didn't use the same machines that long. You know, they, they rotate them out as they're trying different prototypes. So he would have to learn about the machine that made the engine over and over again. Uh, sometimes it was similar. Sometimes it's completely different. So he said he had to go back to school every couple of years. Uh, but it sounded like a, not a bad job overall. Yeah, and it sounds like he actually had a, a decent head on his shoulders and, and didn't get sucked into the Jewish mob like his son. Right, exactly. Well, and then it, the, they also had other things going on. Uh, my stepmom's a very intelligent person and a very motivated person. Um, when they when they met, my dad was working for Ford uh, and making barely any money at all because he had horrible garnishments of his wages for like tax things and, and uh, child support and things like that because he wasn't always smart. Let's put it that way. Um, but they worked through it uh, and ended up, ended up starting their own business, uh, got a $40,000 loan from uh, a, a rich friend of his uh, to start an embroidery business. And like paid it off, paid it back like four years later. And to this day, uh, my my dad passed away years ago, but my stepmom still runs that embroidery business. Uh, they bought, end up buying their own commercial building, and she lives above it. So, uh, which is good because he ended up having medical problems uh, fairly soon after they got the business going and wasn't able to work anymore. Uh, for a while, he was still able to put around the house slash business and do help out that way. But as it progressed. It went from him supporting her to her supporting him. Uh, he still got a fair, well, I won't say her supporting him because he still got a fair amount of money from Ford on, on a medical pension and things like that. Um, but yeah, I have I no clue why I'm not so successful because they yeah, did it. Okay. I think really the teachable moment here is when you started talking about having all sorts of, you know, wage garnishments due to child support. <laughs> this is advice to all the guys out there. Never give a woman your real name until you're married. Right, exactly. A, a stand-up comic it makes it easier to, just to cut bait and move. Yeah, exactly. A stand-up comic used to do that. I'll uh, do a bit about that. He goes, you know, when you meet a new person, lie to them. Lie to them about fucking everything. That way, if you ever get a caught on a lie, you can go, dude, I always lie to you. I lied to you about it. Jay's not even my real name. Jesus Christ. No, <laughs> only so only the name. You just do the name. You have a fake name. So if it pops up, she says, hey, I would like you to take a DNA test. At that point, you just go ahead and you move someplace else. <laughs> and she's never going to be able to find you. No, apparently not. <laughs> well, I don't know easy. about that. You just switch your cell phone number. You go ahead and move. <laughs> I don't know. I like where I live. Maybe I just make sure I won't impregnate anybody besides my wife, who is not possible to be impregnated. Thank God, she's had her tubes tied. I realize technically, medically, it's possible, uh, but the odds of her are pretty slim. We're, we're we don't want any more kids. Obviously, she she has kids. I don't. I don't want them. I don't want to spread my genes. Uh, that's a serious statement, by the way. That's not just a joke. I don't think my genes are good enough to be spread up, spread among other people. I've had enough medical issues to. I don't want to subject somebody else to that. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I'll just go ahead and stop at Dalton's Dozen. Dalton's Dozen, yeah. Luckily, <laughs> luckily, you know, I have no payments out there because no one knew the real name. Right, that big bouncer guy. Uh, you know, they are cheaper by the dozen, so that's that was a good point. Uh, good, uh, Do good you point get a group stop. discount? Well, I don't know. <laughs> but it, it is possible. Oh, shit. Uh Homelander's talking about online dating. He, he said it peaked in 2014. Let me think. Um, 2020. Yeah, you know what? Actually, that's about when I was doing online dating. Yeah, that was it was pretty awesome. <laughs> All of a sudden, at the, like the age of 39 and 40, I, I, I became a player. Uh, now, you got to remember, there are, there are ranges of this thing. You know, uh, 
as long but as long as you have realistic expectations uh, about what you can get with with how you look you can have a good time online yeah jay was trying to you know get the high score for 44 fours <laughs> no i mean but at one point i was seriously dating three or four or five times a week uh like there's a couple days where i had to, uh, like a, a lunch date and then an an, an, an evening date uh, i used 90 percent was okay cupid uh plenty of fish just a little bit but plenty of fish was quite a bit skinkier than uh, okay cupid which is why i used it because that's what i was looking for uh and it's remarkably easy to meet a stranger in their house by the way um it's, it's even easier to get a stranger to come to your house. <laughs> and like some of them, a lot of them I will, I would go on like a first date for, uh, the first like six months to eight months that I was doing this after a while, I got bored of that shit. I was like, I'm not paying for fucking people's uh, meal over, uh, over and over again. Uh, so, uh, if they were up for it, I just beat them at their house or have them come over my house. Um, it was, uh, I don't know. I guess you would think it'd be a dangerous thing to do, but I'm not scared of a lady. <laughs> probably should be yeah yeah now going to going to their house i always make sure i scoped out the situation and normally uh like i wouldn't go to the hood for to someone's house or something like that i had to make i have to make sure it was an acceptable area where it was unlikely that i was about to be kidnapped and having my kidney harvested well it's a good thing that didn't happen since you know you had to get rid of one anyway yeah that would have been inconvenient uh to say the least uh and that's one of the reasons why why I don't online date, online date now. Uh, mostly because I'm married. My wife wouldn't be too happy about it. But even if I did, what happens if I get you know kidnapped and they want to steal a kidney? They'd be horribly disappointed when they open me up and find that that they only have one. Well, I'm I mean, sure I, they'll still take it. I mean, you're, no, you're... It's, let, let's not turn let's 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 not turn this uh, kidney robbery into a murder. Now, come on. Eh, murder's not that big a deal if they never find the body. That's very true. Oh man, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I don't have topics, but I don't want to look at the goddamn news. Uh, There's nothing good out there for the news. Yeah, we you know, absolutely know that. John Jones confronted two people carrying spray cans around Albuquerque. Uh, this is not the way. So, uh, so apparently he's trying to do a little image repair. Um, either either well, that he or he really was fed up with the shit. Like I will give that to him to go out there and see some people spray painting a bunch of shit and being like, what the fuck are you doing? Oh, well, let's be realistic. After he took their uh, paint cans, he probably went into the alley and huffed them. Nah, he's more of a, a drunk and weed kind of guy. I don't know. You know, he, they, they're testing him. You never know. You know, he might be able to looking for the only high he can get right now. Either that or he, or he just took him because he had something he wanted to tag. <laughs> yeah, I doubt that. He doesn't seem. He doesn't seem to me to be super literate. Well, maybe that's maybe that's what it is. Maybe you know he's protecting uh, some sweet graffiti that he found. He was like, dude, don't be one of those guys that go tag over someone's graffiti. That's bullshit, man. So he maybe no, he was trying to be a that, hero. But he, so he we didn't actually hero. kind of talk through this. We talked through where John Jones wanted to get released. Yeah, yeah. How do you feel about him uh, surrendering the title? That makes it a little bit more serious. Um, you know, I will take that a lot more serious uh, when the UFC actually announces it. Like, you know, with Triple C, when he said he was retiring and giving up the title, I'm like, oh, and there's about like a 25% chance that that's actually real. Uh, once the UFC announced that the title was vacant and they were looking for people to fight for it, then obviously, excuse me, it became a lot more real. Uh, that's how I feel about the Jones things. Right now, yeah, about a 25-35% chance he's, that that's actually going to seriously happen. Well, Cejudo, that was still just a bargaining thing. You think so? That that, that just didn't work, so they called his well, bluff. It, but the thing is, they so they yes, they went ahead and they vacated the title. But, like, you know damn well his management is still working behind the scenes to get him more money, and then he would just walk into a title shot. Uh, I mean, it's really not that big of a deal. I think it's probably less likely that Jones comes running back because he wanted absolutely ridiculous money. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think Cejudo necessarily has a leg to stand on to try to get like stupid money. Right. He right. Get a bump up from where he was at, but like, there's no way he's going to get a gigantic contract. I'm sure he actually knows that. Whereas right. Jones, for some reason thinks he can, you know, get as big of a contract as his brothers. 
Right. Okay. Well, and then, then there are several points that, you know, I wonder about because Dana White claims that he was a- asking for like ridiculous money and even mentioned like $30 million, like Deontay Wilder money, which I believe is what he got paid for the last time. Um, and then Jones claims that that's bullshit. He, they never actually talked money that as soon as they started the negotiations, uh, Dana said, you know, that he wasn't going to pay him anymore and no numbers were ever, which do you think is right? Do you think, uh, that, uh, uh, Jones did ask for specifically large amounts of money or did data just cut him off uh, from the get go? Like Jones says. So based on that back and forth, like I guarantee at some point Jones or his management said that they want roughly like top boxer type money. Like I'm, I'm not sure that a number was thrown around or anything like that. But for Dana to talk and to Jones to come back around like comparisons to Deontay Wilder, like that had to have come up. That's not something that just pops into someone's head thinking about a contract negotiation. Right, exactly. Uh, So, and it's funny. uh, I feel two ways about it. I'm not a big John Jones fan, so I don't care if he gets paid or not. But Dana White does say over and over and over again uh, that MMA is bigger than boxing now, right? You've heard him say that, right? Well, absolutely. So it is the thing. Like, if you look overall, though, a boxing card, like pretty much all the profit from that ends up going just to the two main event fighters. Like MMA is different. Like Uh you have an entire card. Like fighters are severely underpaid when you actually look at like percent of profit. Like they're getting, what was it? Like somebody came out and did a study on it. They were getting what, like 15 or 20% of all income. You there, Jay? Right. Which is, yeah, yeah. I'm still listening. Yeah. Uh, which is what, like, and isn't boxing the, uh, more like 50 or 75% or something ridiculous like that. Well, that's because every boxing event is negotiated generally by one of the main events, like management. Like right, it's not right. something that it is the. WBO presents, you know, Canelo Alvarez versus whoever. Like, that's not what it is. It's like Mayweather Productions. What's on Mayweather versus McGregor. Right. So in that, that being the case, so it's, from what I understand, the fight M- MMA fighters at anywhere except the top level make way more than the boxers do right now, which is where Dina's statement comes from, I assume. Well, no, what he's talking about being bigger is there's more eyes on MMA. Like, there's more, there's higher gates overall. Like, if you look at, like, all pay-per-view, like, there's better ratings outside of the gigantic boxing fights. So, yes, the UFC is bigger than boxing but no one is making top boxer money. Nobody, regardless of what McGregor says or anybody else when they're talking shit, when they're on top, nobody is making like 15, $20 million in a night. Okay. Well then I guess John Jones does kind of have a point. You can't say that you're bigger than boxing and then not pay your top stars. What boxing pays their top stars. You can because it's a different model. Right. Well, exactly. Yeah. That's why. And that's why it's uh different contracts just just set up differently but exactly. I, I can you're, understand you're, why he would compl- comparing hand jobs and anal like they're different things right right well I, I understand that but i can understand where and i can't believe i'm empathizing with uh john jones but i can understand where he's coming from where he sees the ufc doing better than boxing and the only reason he's not getting paid as uh, more as bunch as boxes are is because the ufc keeps more of the money for themselves it, but it's not really that like it's a different model. Like number one, right. your I top MMA that, guys yeah. can fight Jaron three or four times a year. Boxers are generally only seeing once or twice. But there's also just the idea, like the people that should be pissed about the revenue share in MMA are the rest of the guys on the card. Like it's just not acceptable anymore that guys are getting like two and two or four and four. Right, it's it's unacceptable that they're getting twenty and twenty. I think basically there should be a, a MMA minimum wage for UFC where your bare minimum is fifty and fifty. I think that's where it should start. I mean, there's, I mean, because realistically speaking, uh, in, unless you're uh, Angela Hill or Cowboy Cerrone, you're fighting three times a year. Um, and I think anyone who 
gets punched in the face for a living should at bare minimum make somewhere between 150 to 300,000 a year. That's, that's not unreasonable in the least bit, especially considering all their expenses for training and things like that. They would probably, you know, let's say they lost three times. That's a bummer, but it could happen. <coughs> Excuse me. So they made 150,000 a year. They probably had to pay their, their uh, trainers, all that stuff, like a third. So they only made a hundred thousand a year. And then they got taxed on it. So you know they're really only taking home sixty-seven, sixty or seventy thousand dollars a year to get punched in the face. Um, I don't think they should get paid any less than that at all. Well, I'm not going to come out and say I necessarily support that because I don't, I don't have all of the numbers here to compute it all out. Like really, where you should be is the fighters should be getting close to 50% of like the net revenue. Right. Like, that's where you see in pretty right. much all other sports that are unionized. Like that's roughly where the revenue split is. So then mm -hmm. you would end up having to take and see like, obviously we know that there is kind of a, a pay scale that the, the higher level fighters get a lot more money and you'd have to kind of bring that down the card to see where it would necessarily be. Um, Right, like right. If you just look at it from a logic standpoint, yeah, you could do it like Richard Gere said here, as far as like cutting a third of the roster. The problem is, is that doesn't actually help you at all because you're still looking at card by card. You still have to fill these things out. So it doesn't ma matter if you have right. 200 or 2,000 people under contract. Like you're still looking at how much you're paying per event versus what you make per event. So yeah, right, it's, right. it's one of those things that fighters are not being paid enough. There should be more opportunities for like sponsorships and things like that. That's why the Reebok deal was absolutely fucking garbage. Yep. But like what exactly it should be, I can't say. I, I don't have like their actual finances in front of me. So I couldn't like come up with a, a correct proposal. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. Once again, really complex, and I'm glad I'm not in charge. If I had the numbers, like <laughs> I could absolutely give you a proposal of what these people should be making, like per card and what the split should be. Like that's all things that, you know, it's kind of my world of looking right. at things like that. But yeah, without having their their financial records. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, it is what it is. Uh oh shit, look at the time. We're about done here. Um, I'd like to thank the OG army for showing up as always. Uh, we can't do a show without you guys. I didn't have much in the way of callers, but that's okay. We managed to struggle through it. Uh, Hey, bid there, big Dalton. You got anything? Of course. We always have a couple things. Um, mm -hmm. number one, we're going to have another fight companion this weekend. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. This is uh UFC <laughs> 50, right? <coughs> oh shit so, the, you, so basically i'm gonna have to pay for the pain this time huh oh jesus okay cool <laughs> uh, so i will put it this way like we may have kind of an interesting fight companion when we're all on like super different you know time clocks because i think allegedly <laughs> this one might be something that you know we all go down to the to the local stream and go fishing <laughs> oh let's see let me look at the clock thing let's see uh yeah that'll be the last one i'll be doing for a while because i'll be going back to work and i'll be working weekends and uh obviously i don't want to have nothing to do with a fight companion if i've got to get up at like four in the morning the next day <laughs> no we're still doing fight companions jay you're gonna have to deal with it <laughs> yeah we'll we talk can, about we that we'll see how that goes just doing the pay-per-view ones but now we've started doing fight companions we can't just abandon them well, no, of course we'll pick them back up in fucking December, no, dude. No, <laughs> God damn it, Jay. You're right, going we'll to talk still about do that some more. Fight Companions. We just won't do the shitty ESPN Plus cards that we've never heard of anybody. We'll have to see how that goes. My, my sleep has been getting shitty again. So, But that's the talk for another podcast. What else you got? Well, finally, the one thing I always have or this group of degenerates that we call the OG Army. Fuck all y'all. <laughs> everyone have a great night. We'll see everyone tomorrow at 6 p.m. Bye-bye. We love you, Jason Statham!